Hello and welcome to the Strategic Bookkeeper podcast. In today's episode, I am going to follow on or continue the theme from the last episode, which was around finding new clients. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about the three parts of a buying decision. And I honestly recommend that you write them down. Recently, when I was with my tribe members, they learn all about this, right? But then I was going through uh, like having them on a scale of one to 10. And I said to them, write them down, like go into your bathroom and write them on your mirror if you have to. Like there are certain things around sales and marketing for bookkeepers that I really need you to learn um, so that you know it off by heart, okay? In the transformation program, I say to the bookkeepers with certain things, put it under your pillow, like live and breathe it. Because a lot of these concepts, I, you know, I just know by heart, okay? And that's what I need you to get to with definitely the 5% most important things around sales and marketing to do with bookkeepers. And this, the three parts of a buying decision is absolutely one of those 5%, okay? It applies to your um, PCs and why they will choose you. And it applies to your clients and why they will continue to work with you and why they'll leave you as well, okay? So understanding this is absolutely key. I'm really excited and let's get stuck into the podcast. I'm Jeannie Savage the strategic bookkeeper. I'm an award-winning entrepreneur, author, speaker, trainer, and coach. After 13 years in practice and after scaling into a lifestyle business where I could choose my own adventure, I'm sharing my secrets to success, my secret sauce recipe on how to build a thriving practice, delight your clients, and ultimately live your dream on your terms. This podcast is a companion to my book. In each weekly episode, I'll share strategies for scaling and success. This is your time to shine, to step up, to become a strategic bookkeeper and enjoy all the benefits it brings to you and your clients. Okay, so the three parts of a buying decision. So in the last podcast episode, uh, we talked about lessons from the tribe in terms of finding new clients, okay? So this podcast episode is a great kind of companion to that one as we look at why do people buy from you? Like what's involved in their decision, yeah? So what's involved in their decision is three things. Yeah, write them down, learn them, rinse and repeat. It's These are so important. So that is relationship, convenience, and price. Yeah. So whenever someone buys from you, these are the three things that they think about. And in order to uh, illustrate how they work, I'll share some real life examples. Okay. And I have so many (laughs) Um, because every single day podcast interruption uh just to let you know if you did not join the program when the doors open on august 1 uh, and they opened for 14 days before uh, my team and i rocked up live (laughs) uh, it doesn't mean that you can't join in the program is evergreen Okay, so we have a way to bring you into the program uh, seamlessly, beautifully, so that you can absolutely start working with me to build your thriving practice, delight your clients and live your dream 
on your terms. If you are keen to know how that works, just drop us an email or ask in the private Facebook group. I'm always really grateful for that because then I can help the many as well as the one or simply use the link that will drop in the show notes or go to the website, pretty easy, and jump into the program because two things. Number one, it comes with a money-back guarantee, yeah, uh, or let's say three things. Number two, I do not get you to spend extra time working with me. This is about on the job, yes. I've done other podcasts on that. And number three, that money back guarantee, it kicks in after a year, but my expectation is to help you get the ROI really early, yeah, so that that pays for the program. But yes, we're going to spend a year together. So back to the podcast. Every time someone buys from you, they are buying based on these three things, right? So everything is an example. And actually, what I absolutely encourage you to do, and I'm seeing members of the tribe do it now, I'm so excited, is I want you to become like the MacGyver of your bookkeeping practice, especially when it comes to the sales and marketing, the customer journey, the customer experience, okay, these things. I want you to become a detective and and also like a forensics person. And I want you when you're out and about uh, doing anything, okay, like one of our tribe members was out and about recently interacting with school, right, with the kids in school. And he was noticing how something I had just told them about, it was actually communication as a secret marketing weapon. And I'm going to do a whole nother podcast on that. He was watching it everywhere he went. He was watching how comms um, made things terrible, how it made things awesome, and then he watched how it impacted his practice, right? Now, that is absolutely around sales and marketing, around the customer experience, around the customer journey, okay? So in your day-to-day life as a consumer, as a human generally, I want you to start looking at who does things well, who does things poorly, just in as much as how do your interactions with the various products and services that you are purchasing and that you're interacting with, how does it make you feel? How do they make you feel? Why are you purchasing from them? Okay, because we're going to dive into that now. So relationship convenience and price. And before I share with you some bookkeeping practice type stories, some simple illustrations, think about for a minute, Let's let's look at any purchase. Let's look at when we go to the supermarket, okay, just as a simple one. When you go to the supermarket, uh, if there are two zucchinis uh, and they're both exactly the same zucchini but one is cheaper, then you're influenced by price, relationship, convenience, and price. Now, let's say there was two zucchinis but one is organic, then maybe you're um, influenced by your relationship with organic being, in essence, a kind of brand, right? I am influenced by that myself. I'm into choosing, you know, organic or grass-fed food, etc. So continuing with the supermarket, if you're going to, say, the cake aisle where they have the pre-mixed cakes, now, I've done this myself, okay, so uh, let's say I really like one of the brands, like I like, um, we have a brand here in Australia called Greens, and let's uh, look at that brand, and I really like their butter cake, but there are five other butter cakes, and all other five are a little bit cheaper. I'm going to go with the Greens based on 
relationship because I have a relationship with that brand. I know I can trust them and I know they're credible. Okay, so it's based on my experience. Now, these three parts go, I like to say, well, recently in the tribe, I was asked a question from a tribe member who posted in our Facebook group. Actually, um, he or she uh, posted anonymously, so I'm not sure I'll call, I'll say she. So she was telling me about something that had happened with a client that had been with her 20 years and then another client as well. And what I did to assist is I dived back into the three parts of the buying decision, but this time I talked about them as a zero to 10. So with relationship and convenience and price, you will be sitting in all of those with each one of your clients from zero to 10. So each one of your existing clients will be buying from you every day, every day. So when they give you money, when you debit their account, if you're like us and you just are using Ignition software and you are um, doing all the billing automatically and debiting their account for the monthly fee, then as they continue to allow you to take that money from their account, to pay for the productized services that you provide them, then they are allowing you to do so based on their satisfaction around relationship, convenience and price. And now to kind of go into them with the existing clients and the example with this bookkeeper that was talking to me about the trouble she was having with a client of 20 years and another client what I explained is when your clients are allowing you to debit their accounts or they're paying you directly, however you do it. So let's look at relationship, convenience and price. So if relationship is on a scale of zero to 10, at the 10 out of 10 scale, they ain't going nowhere. Like they can't imagine life without you. Okay. But then there is a scenario in which this client is staying with you for price and convenience. So it might be that you're a little cheaper than most people and it might be that it's inconvenient to go elsewhere. Now with bookkeepers and accountants, the pain of disconnect is real. So from time to time, your clients will stay with you for a little while because it's inconvenient to go elsewhere. Now that is a bit horrifying, I know. <laughs> um, but if we're not maintaining a relationship with our clients and constantly nurturing and strengthening, then they're buying from us on convenience and price, okay? And the relationship piece in terms of your existing clients, you need to keep giving them evidence for your relationship. So um, for example, with our profile and our results-based marketing, which you'll find in my book. So I explain all of this in my book. I think primarily in the attraction chapter, I dive into things around results-based marketing, like think Google reviews and your profile. If you are not keeping in touch with your clients with a monthly phone call, with just um, contacting them by email, sending them birthday cards, even if that's virtual, and also continuing to stack your value and give them evidence of what others are saying about you via social media, etc. This is where your digital ecosystem comes into play. That is proof of their choice to stay with you for relationships. So continue to give them proof, right? But what I see, unfortunately, is a lot of bookkeepers retaining clients purely on convenience because it is inconvenient to swap. 
And then sometimes there's a pricing buying trigger there happening too because you're 40% cheaper than you should be. So it's like, well, um, she or he is cheap and it's inconvenient to move, but I don't really value the relationship I have and therefore that person is really hanging on by a thread. So your practice is on shaky ground, okay? The foundation of your practice is on shaky ground and you will find yourself scratching your head when clients leave, okay? And it's someone once said to me, if I can break your business easily, that's not great. And that's what, what I would call a business that is easy to break, okay? So for example, let's say a staff member leaves and they do the wrong thing, which happens all the time, and they try and take clients. If they can take many clients, well, what's going on in the practice? Because I've been in practice 14 years and I have had staff go and I've had them attempt to take clients. From time to time, they'll manage to take one you know, low value client that I don't really want, but on the whole, it doesn't work. Why? Because my relationship with my clients is strong. And that relationship is built not only on keeping in touch with them, as I said, in a strategic way, but it's built on me giving them evidence for um, the know, like, and trust and credibility piece, all right, because that is what relationship is built on via my profile, via my results-based marketing, and then in terms of trust, which I've podcasted on before, and actually just recently I did a podcast on trust and professionalism, that's part of the relationship, yeah? So the um, remarkable productized service, what I call our platinum level of service unmatched by any other, that's what I tend to say, that is relationship. It's convenience too, because we conveniently have their books up to date at all times, but primarily our platinum level of service is relationship. It's know, like, trust, credibility, and professionalism. So you must be leveraging the heck out of relationship and nurturing and building it. And this is the science and art, my friends, okay? So relationship convenience and price. Let's go over to prospective clients because when it comes to the buying decision, that's what everyone thinks about. Well, aren't we talking about PC, prospective client, when we talk buying decision? I mean, my clients have already bought from me. Well, actually, think of it like a relationship, like a, like a marriage or like dating. First comes the courtship. Okay, so that's when someone's in your market and you're courting them. Then finally, they agree to go on a date with you, right? So that might be the needs analysis. <laughs> and then you're going to make the proposal for a marriage, right? That is your proposal and your conversion process, right? Then you get married. They become a client. Now, when you get married to them, okay, because all relationships are actually very similar, whether it's parent and child, whether it's client and bookkeeper, whether it's husband and wife, a relationship is a relationship. It just works differently in business, okay? But we need to continue to take care of them, to nurture them, yeah? So when I hear someone say, I've had a client 20 years, I ask myself, yes, but what is the relationship? Yeah. Do you talk to that client once a month on the phone? Yeah. So going back, relationship, convenience and price and over to PCs. So when 
that PC is floating around in your brand sphere. And if you've read my book, you'll know exactly what that's all about. Okay. If you haven't read my book, you have to read my book. So when a PC is floating around in your brand sphere, that is a prospective client, their brain is going to be turning over as they digest your content in order to build the relationship with you online, know, like, and trust. And then they're going to be taking into account convenience and price. Okay. So let's look at some real life um, examples for this and then let's wrap it up with your action steps. We'll keep this podcast beautiful and short because the last one was a little long, but it was, I think it was high value. (laughs) So the next thing is some real life examples. So this is one story I have told before. I don't know. I can't remember. I've told it on this podcast, but it's one of my favorite stories around relationship convenience and price. Okay. So it's a real life story. So um, many moons ago, so I think it was about six years ago, or so six or seven years ago, um, a PC reached out to me uh, via actually sent me a contact form through my website and said, we need some help with bookkeeping and we need it. uh, We really need someone fairly quickly. Now, remember I said, I want you to be a detective and a MacGyver. So if somebody reaches out and says that, I want you to ask yourself relationship, convenience and price. So the first thing you need to know is that they have found me online, yeah, and they've seen my profile and reputation. So they've began to build a relationship with me, right? They're seeing I'm credible. I've got a five-star reputation. People are raving about me. I look professional. And actually there was a picture of me on the website so they can start to connect with me human to human, okay, because our brains don't differentiate between digital and real. Fascinating, but it's true. So they've started to build a relationship, but then when they reach out and say what they said, yeah, that we need someone fairly quickly, they're saying we need a convenient solution. Convenience is right up there for us when we're thinking about buying from you. That's the science and art. Okay, so these words aren't going to come out of your PC's mouth, but you need to be the one who learns over time, not right now, not in five seconds, but if you look at your mirror and you've written up there in um, whiteboard chalk or whatever, whiteboard pen, relationship, convenience and price. And for the next 12 months, you literally, you know, uh, dissect things into this. You, I promise you will start to do it naturally by habit. Okay. So this PC, let's call him Tom. So he said, we need someone really quickly can you help? Okay. So I know they've built a relationship with me. I know that that convenience is really important. And so I say, yep. Okay. And as it happened, I had not long recruited and trained an amazing uh, bookkeeper. She was previously um, mainly on my software. So we had her up to speed on zero. She's just phenomenal. And she was perfect for the job and we had the capacity in her hours, right? So I thought, perfect timing. They wanted someone three days a week and we actually could place uh, someone three days a week. And it was a quite a famous restaurant. And so I did the needs analysis with the PC, Tom. At the time, seven years ago, I felt like I needed to price this like as an hourly rate because it was on site and we needed to bill from the minute we got on site to the minute we left. And the other thing is seven years ago, there just wasn't as much remote and tech and that like there was tech 
but not remote resources and tech like there is today. Okay, so I thought, okay, I'm going to go in and price this hourly. But way back seven years ago, like our hourly charge out rate today is about $93 in the calculator, right? Way back then, it was $70 an hour. We were still sometimes twice as much as other people, okay? So I put in a proposal and I kind of kind of knew that he might be getting quotes elsewhere. But remember, relationship, convenience, and price. The other thing I know is that sometimes when we are the highest quote or higher in terms of anything we buy, you know, anything you go and purchase, you don't tend to want to get the cheapest because you tend to think cheap means not very good, right? Cheap, no good. But then you might not want to pay the most expensive because you think, well, I don't know if I need something of that caliber. So what I know in my industry is that when I went in, if I know, you know what, I'm probably going to be the highest quote. However, I know that Tom's going to ask himself, well, her reputation is so extraordinary. I wonder if she's higher because she'll just be so much better. Because in the last podcast, I talked about um, selling the why, not the what, okay? So selling the why, not the what. So if we think about this iconic restaurant needing a bookkeeper three days a week, they needed someone really fast because their bookkeeper, who's amazing, was leaving. Okay, it was a little bit sudden, but she had to move on. So if I'm thinking about the why behind this bookkeeping solution, this restaurant can't afford business interruption. Therefore, they need... 100% business continuity, okay? And one of my selling points was the business continuity of a team. When you have a one-man band bookkeeper, and I mean, if you're a one-man band, you're not going to make this obvious to your PCs, but there is more risk because if you go away or you become unavailable, who's going to take over? So part of my selling point has always been as soon as I was a team of myself plus one more was we can offer you business continuity that a solo trader can't, okay? And so if selling the why, I've been great at this for ages, right? So that's exactly what I went in with. So coming back to thinking relationship, convenience and price in this story as an example, Tom called me and he said, could you come into the office? And I said, sure. So I went in and I walked in and, you know, did the greetings, lovely guy that I vibe with, ideal client for me. And he said, um, I wanted to discuss your quote. And I said, sure. And I said, am I your highest quote? I think he must have told me he got a few quotes. That's right, he did. He said, I've got a few quotes. And I said, am I your highest quote? And he said, you are. And he paused and I said, would you like me to tell you why you should use me? And he said, I would, yeah. And in a nutshell, I pretty much said, look, you need someone immediately. And he said, we do right? So think about that convenience. And I said, well, we are Johnny on the spot and you need no business interruption. You need business continuity. Yeah. And he said, I do. And I said, well, we're Johnny on the spot with the ideal bookkeeper for you. Yeah. And I said, and you've got a team of us and like a boutique team. You've got me, you've got my other staff. So if anything happens, we're going to make sure that somebody else can step in and everything is seamless during holiday periods, during anything. Okay. So you've got that nailed. And he said, yep. And I said, now also, 
you've told me that this is a three day a week job yeah and he said yeah three days a week that's what the other bookkeeper's been doing and i said i've had a look at what's involved in your job i think it is possibly a day and a half a week i do not want to over promise and under deliver so right now we're coming in as a three day a week job okay but I suspect that over time, we may be able to condense this job with efficiency into a shorter job. Now, if I was a day and a half a week, am I now your cheapest quote? And he said, you would be. And I said, can I suggest that you trust me because we are Johnny on the spot with the right solution that'll give you business continuity. Can I suggest you trust me and just um, let me get in and do the job for you now, knowing there's no lock-in period. In a month's time, if you decide to recruit an in-house bookkeeper, then you can do that. And in fact, I recruit as well, so I can help you with that as well. And he said to me, that would be amazing, Jeannie, if you could get cracking, but I want to let you know I am going to recruit an in-house bookkeeper. Well, it is seven years <laughs> and we are still doing that job. And the bookkeeper who has been working that job for me for seven years is uh, finally leaving because she's been studying psychology and this client is more than happy for us to continue and place another bookkeeper in there. I'm happy to say that we did condense the job down to a day and a half very quickly because we love tech and we're more efficient than most. Okay, This is part of the platinum level of service that we offer. This is part, like me keeping my promises is what part of what builds relationship. So what did you learn from that story that we can take into an action plan for you? Because we're going to wrap up right now with an action plan. So you can see that that PC who bought from me at way back then. So, so these days he buys from me at $93 an hour. To be clear, um, if I was doing that job again, I probably wouldn't hourly quote it. We just productize everything now. Okay. So he buys from me at $93 an hour. We settle everything with a credit card the minute we finish the job. Now, so he bought from me on relationship and convenience and he paid twice the rate of the cheapest competitor. So price was a part of the buying decision. It always is, my friends, yeah? As in, if I had have been four times the price, he might have still bought from me, but he may not, okay? I recently doubled my coaching rates due to capacity, right? I regulated capacity with price. I didn't think anyone would onboard when I doubled my rates. Somebody onboarded. I had to actually stop doing the work you'd be surprised, okay? You are probably limited by your own limiting mindset. So I would say don't think for a minute that price didn't factor into it at all. It did, okay? He had a few quotes. I was the highest, but I wasn't unreasonable. I'm always calculating basic bookkeeping rates at what the market will bear, okay? When it comes to strategic bookkeeping and strategy, well, that's a whole different product line and I charge a whole different what the market will bear there. And strategic bookkeeping and strategy is very much an investment which yields a high return on investment and therefore the sky's almost the limit for what you can charge. But when it comes to basic bookkeeping, if you're charging at the top end of town with what the market will bear, you can onboard clients at that if the relationship and convenience 
piece is there. Now, the other thing I'll say is I've just been teaching the tribe how you can still onboard with a wait list. And we're working with that uh, now with some of our bookkeepers. I have never in 14 years lost a client due to wait list. Okay. So your action steps from learning about the three parts of a buying decision, relationship, convenience, and price. Step one, if you haven't already read my book, please do. Step two, if you don't have any whiteboard markers or um, chalk textures, go out, put it on your shopping list, grab some at the supermarket and write them down on your mirror, relationship, convenience and price, yeah? Step three, I want you to start making sure that you have a phone conversation dialogue with every one of your clients once a month. Okay, <laughs> it's a must that has transformed the relationships within the tribe. Okay, so that is step three. And let's do one more step, which is step four. And that is to be a detective. Okay, so as you talk to your PCs and your clients, listen out for relationship convenience and price for better or for worse. Okay, meaning um, I am not immune to losing a client due to price. Okay, if I have got a client that is completely price sensitive and decides that they just don't value me and want to leave because somebody's a dollar cheaper, it happens. But I know why it happens. I'm acutely aware. So I want you to become a detective so that you can gain control. Okay, we first need to really understand what's going on in order to influence it. So that are your action steps. And I will see you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a question you'd like answered on my podcast, please email me hello at the strategic bookkeeper.global. Did you know we have a private Facebook group called the Strategic Bookkeepers Way? There you'll find bookkeepers just like you on the same journey where you can ask questions and get support. You can find more resources and how to work with me at the strategicbookkeeper.global. All the links are in the show notes. Have a prosperous week and I'll see you in the next episode.